Hey, everyone. Before we start the show today, I have an important favor to ask you. Over and over again, we've had people tell us just how much they love our unique show format, coaching everyday freelancers to help them scale. But here's the tough truth. We can't do a show like this on our own. Sure, we could just do a few interviews with the same authors and experts you hear on all your other favorite podcasts, but we love talking with real freelancers in the trenches. So here's the favor. If you've been lurking in the shadows, if you've been listening for a while, but you've never come on the show, we need you. Visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page where you can sign up to come chat with me and Clay on your own episode. Your business doesn't have to be perfect, your website doesn't have to be live, and you don't have to know anything about podcasting. We want to help you make progress in your business. That's it. So visit freelance2founder.com or click the link in our episode description and we'll chat soon. Okay, now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, have you ever thought, if I could just find the right person to hire, I could scale up my business? That's how Virginia from Argentina feels about her unique content marketing company. The challenge, Virginia's company develops content around witchcraft and spiritualism. So she needs teammates who speak fluent English, write well, and understand her unique niche. It's a tall order, but Clay and I serve up some solid advice for hiring the best freelancers possible. And if you're interested in learning more about this subject, you'll want to read our blog post, Seven Steps to Hire a Freelancer Who Won't Disappoint. You can find a link to it in our show description. We'll get right into it after this quick message from our sponsors. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store, and while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co. And we don't talk very often about Milo, but let me just tell you really quick, we have all sorts of articles, guides, social groups, all kinds of resources for freelancers and agency builders to help you really just stabilize your income and find freedom and fulfillment and flexibility in what you're doing as a freelancer. We'd love to have you join us. Just visit millo.co and you'll find everything we're working on there. And with me on the air today is my friend Clay Mosley from getdripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, man. How's it going? Or maybe I should introduce you, Clay, as uh, the new host of an upcoming podcast <laughs> called Coffee with Cool People. 
Is that the Coffee name of it? Coffee with Cool People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us quickly about what the show's going to be. Yeah, so just real quick. So uh, this is this is a work in progress over the last six years. <laughs> so basically, I want it's going to the, the tagline is a marketing podcast, but not really. Uh, so like obviously <laughs> we're going to talk about marketing because that's what we do, but we might talk about other things. We might talk about entrepreneurship, parenthood, wh- however the conversation is hmm. going to go and let it flow. Uh, very, very raw, real, but we're going to have really, like, I'm going to have some really cool guests. I I, I already have some, like, what I think are celebrity uh, guests, <laughs> including Pres- the Preston Lee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be great. Good, man. Well, I look forward to it. We'll give more information here on the show as, as things happen, but uh, I think probably at the time this airs, it'll be really close to airing if it's not already there. So, uh Double check the show notes if you're listening. You want to check out Clay's new podcast. But again, we'll have more info later on. Joining us on this call also today is our new friend, Virginia, uh, calling from Argentina. Virginia, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's hard for me. I was teasing uh, I was teasing Clay a bit and, and we were talking before we hit record. It's hard for me to say Virginia because I lived in South America for a couple of years, um, quite close to where you're at relatively. And and so, you know, it's it's hard for me to call someone with the Latina name of Virginia, Virginia. Uh, but we're gonna do our best today, and and uh, and we just love getting like international callers. We love having callers from all over the world, and I think we have never had anyone from Argentina before. We were trying to remember, uh, so this is exciting. Again, welcome. Uh, thanks. Uh, it's surprising that I'm the first Argentinian on the show because freelancing is huge in Argentina right now. Yeah, you were telling us uh, it's it's really growing fast because the cost of living is so low and you can really make a, a decent living freelancing. Mm. Yeah, e- even be- better than on a full-time job like by a big stretch. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should tell That's all awesome. your friends about this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a Spanish version, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you might have to find a different host. I, I just know survival Spanish. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd run out of things to say pretty quickly, probably, but um, it'd, be, it'd be entertaining uh, and probably insulting. Uh, Virginia, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your business? Who are your clients and, uh, and what are you working on these days? Sure. Uh, my business uh, is called uh, Aquamarine Content. It's actually aquamarine content marketing, but it's aquamarinecontent.com and it's kind of catching on. So we might drop the marketing there. Uh, we do content marketing, mostly content writing at the moment. I'm also an SEO enthusiast, so we'll probably expand in that direction. And we have an amazing social media manager who does beautiful things for, for Instagram and Pinterest. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm copywriting. That's we, that, That's what we do. I love it. I love it. This is this is right up our alley for me and Clay. We love this kind of stuff, content marketing, content generation, all that sort of stuff. So this will be a fun conversation. Tell us who some of your clients are. Like what kinds of clients do you like to work with? Um, you know, just who who are you really targeting in your business right now? Yeah, uh we uh, our uh, niche is spirituality and witchcraft. Uh one of our clients is a small business called Spellcloth that sells among other things an ebook I wrote but also a nice like set of candles with candle holders. Uh, all, all of the members of my team are witches. Uh, we all practice to a certain extent. Uh, we know how to read tarot. I'm an astrologer. So uh, we specialize in that niche. Well, I think it's safe to say that's definitely a niche we have not uh, experienced before on the show as well. So you're breaking all kinds of uh, barriers and records here on the show today. Why don't you um why don't you give us an idea then of what your business currently looks like in terms of like revenue? I know you've you've mentioned you have some team members. Are you are you making you're making a full-time living yourself and then are your team members full-time as well or, or what does your team look like? Uh yeah. Uh my social media manager uh gets paid monthly, but it's not a full-time living, it's more of a part-time thing. And then the content writers get paid for basically what they write. I told them there's a lot of work out there. If they want to earn a full-time living uh, over time, they can. I, I am earning much more than the uh, than I would in a full-time job, even though I do have like a more mon- mundane, let's say, part-time job. Uh, for like experience reasons and to learn, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm er- in Argentina, five hundred dollars a month, 
uh, is a pretty good salary, like an upper middle class salary. I'm, I'm making way more than that with uh, with my business, and I also have a part part time job. And yeah, the, the writers That's get amazing. paid. The, yeah, Incredible. The, the, the writers get paid by the word, basically. Uh, two of my writers are college students, or they are prioritizing their studies, so they don't provide that much quantity, even though I really appreciate their quality. And one of my newest hires uh, may try to make a full-time living out of this. I love it. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way. You know, uh, listeners of the show know that we, when we have someone come on the show like you, you fill out a short questionnaire to tell us a little bit about your business and where you're headed and how we can help. Uh, by the way, if you want to come on the show like uh, Virginia has today, we'd love to have you. We'd love to uh, do a quick coaching call with you. You just have to visit freelance2founder.com and you just scroll to the bottom of the page and fill out a quick questionnaire and book a time on our calendar. And we'd love to chat about your business and some of the hurdles you're facing and help you overcome them. You know, we combine tons of our own experience in building various companies, uh, working with clients and building revenue. So we'd love to share what wisdom we can share with you <laughs> and just have a good time chatting. Uh, Virginia, you filled out that questionnaire, and on the questionnaire, we ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you currently put your business? 1 being you're a freelancer, 10 being you're a founder, uh, and you put that you're currently a 5 and that in 6 or 12 months, you'd like to be an 8. Could you maybe walk us through what an 8 looks like in a perfect world to you? Well, uh, I, I never planned, first off, I never planned to become a, f- a founder. I didn't even like the idea of freelancing because I, I'm a Virgo, so I, I like to know what my revenue will be every every mm. month. So uh, it gave me a lot of anxiety, but uh, I made an account on Fiverr <laughs> while, while applying for more traditional uh, jobs. And the uh, when, I, when I made the gig for like writing about witchcraft, it really, really took off. Uh, there seems to be like a lot of need for this type of work in the market, on the market. So yeah. And, I love that. Uh, what a great example of like finding a really interesting niche uh, and, and just... Going yeah. all in, I love that. I, I I thought no one will buy it, but it, it like exploded. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the way it works, right? <laughs> it's like, like it's like uh, the things that you don't think are going to work work, but the things that you think are going to work don't work, right? It's like welcome yeah. exactly. to business and entrepreneurship. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I I started to get nervous because uh, the the whole revenue depended on me, and I, I do have a chronic illness, and every time I was ill, I couldn't work. Some money wasn't coming in. I couldn't accept projects. Uh, I I saw the reality of my country where there's a lot of unemployment or like people paid very poorly for their skills, and I thought, oh, what a what a pity that I, I have such like in. Like, like an inflow of people who need my services and I'm only one person. So then the, the idea of starting uh, hiring or working with other freelancers started and we're we slowly becoming a, a business if we haven't become one uh, by now. <laughs> I would say you're definitely a business. And uh, what a testament to, to these freelance job sites like Fiverr. You know, there's lots of them out there and sometimes they get a bad rap. And even on the show, we've we've sort of discounted them sometimes. I think it just goes to show, especially in, in countries where maybe you can't get paid a decent wage for highly skilled work. Um, if you're really talented and you just can't bring in the money locally, you know, some of us are blessed to live in a place where you where there's plenty of cash flow locally, but a lot of people are not in that same situation. And so I love that you can tap into something like Fiverr and access clients from all over the world. You're not just limited to your own local situation, which can fluctuate, but you can really just tap into anywhere globally. Definitely, for sure. Uh, Here in Argentina, the $4 that you get after selling a service for $5 is actually, I'm not going to say a lot, but but, but it's like being paid fairly for an hour, let's say. So it's not that bad and it wasn't, difficult at all to, to start uh, selling services for very little money. Of course, we, we started to change our prices. Uh, we, we do have the goal of like paying per word what a person in America or Canada would receive. So uh, hiring freelancers in the future w- w- will be easier because now that's a like, challenge we have. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're definitely headed in the right direction. What kind of hurdles or complications can we help you with on the show today? What can we help you do to get to the next level? 
yeah, uh, like finding freelancers to work with is, is hard because I do need like a specific set of skills that people don't often like promote on LinkedIn. Uh, even to this day, I'm, I'm not on LinkedIn saying, I, saying I'm an, an astrologer and a witch, for example. And that's what I need. I need astrologers, I need witches, and I need people with certain knowledge of content marketing, uh, content writing, SEO, perfect English, that sort of thing. So it's like a specific set of skills that's not easy to find. And I also have my own ethical principles because the spiritual world is, is tricky. There are people out there who are telling people not to get vaccinated or promoting certain spiritual beliefs that make women want to stay in like abusive relationships. And I don't want to contribute to those narratives. I turn that those kind of jobs down. And I want people who are aligned with that. I love all of that. I think we can we can definitely talk a lot about hiring the right freelancers. You know, I have built my entire team from freelancers, contractors. I know Clay has done full-time and now he's sort of made a pivot to working primarily with freelancers or contractors. I guess, Clay, let's start with you. What what advice would you have for Virginia as she continues to try to find the right fit for her pretty unique niche here? Um, you know, how how can she go about finding the right freelancers for her business. Yeah, so this is, um, I think this is a, a lot more common, This, like the, I guess, a problem that you're you're running into is with hiring. I think it's a lot more common than you think. Um, there's tons of niches mm. that are out there where people are having so much trouble just finding people because of the specialized knowledge. Um, my recommendation here, and I don't know how you're you're currently going about hiring these people, but my recommendation is because it is such a specialized niche and knowledge, like it's it's not to the general population, you know, is to find those people who who are in this niche, whether they are a writer or not. And and then ask those people, like I would recruit, uh, and these could be people that already have their own business. It could be a, a, a person who already has another blog. Um, it could be uh, in the same in the same industry. It could be somebody who owns a uh, a retail shop that fits within this this kind of realm. It, it, they don't have to be writers. I would say find someone who has the knowledge first and then pitch the idea of, hey, do you want to write for me for you know, like as a side gig um, for, you know, certain amount of money. Like that's, that's what I would recommend. That's the approach that I would go with. Yeah, I was actually going to say you, you basically have two options. The first is what Clay said, where you go out and find people with the expertise and you, you try to train them and coach them how to write. Or, or I loved the idea that sort of crept up in the middle of Clay's advice, which was find a blogger in, in your space or find multiple bloggers in your space. And then, and then they, they at least have somewhat you know, writing ability, but they are very much invested in the space as well. Um, and, and, they would, and plus like the extra, you know, offer them in addition to pay, offer them potentially like extra exposure for their blog. That's yeah. how I started developing a whole team of writers for my blog. And I know it's not exactly the same because you're writing for clients, but it is very similar. I, I wasn't able to pay that a lot. Uh, or anything at all in the early days. And so I offered tons of exposure. They were allowed to have tons of links throughout the content to their own stuff. They were allowed to have a very in-depth bio that was very prominently featured on the site. And like, no, you shouldn't expect freelancers to work for free all the time. But sometimes that can be a win-win situation where where they're getting some exposure, you're paying them a, a moderate amount, but but they also are doing it for you know, to get some links back to their site or whatever the upside is for them. And so, yeah, I think finding some bloggers in your space could be a real win. The other option, though, I would say is like the total flip of that. You could actually find some writers who are great researchers. And as long as they're, as long as, long as they have a positive ad- attitude about your topic, you could potentially hire a great writer researcher who could learn the intricacies of your industry and already have the writing chops to back it up. And I think either way actually could work. You could maybe experiment with both of those. But there are some writers who they're specifically writer researchers. Like they they literally don't specialize in any topic, but they are 
amazing at researching any topic they're given and and then writing something really uh, high quality on that topic. And then obviously over time, they'll get better and better too as they become more familiar with the topic. So I think there's maybe two paths you could take there. You find someone who's first a writer or you do like Clay said and you find someone who's first more in this sort of witchcraft spiritual space and who understands the niche and and then you just train on whatever is missing from whoever you hire. Does that does that maybe sound like one of those paths could work for you? Uh, I do like the idea of like hiring someone who does research and maybe makes the job of another writer easier. The thing about this is, for example, astrology and protection ma- magic takes literal years to know. Well, it's not it's not something you can research on an afternoon. Maybe sure. that work. Maybe that works for like other areas of witchcraft, like herbalism or crystals. But yeah, it can get tricky. And I, 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 up to this point, I've been hiring people from Argentina, so they are writing in their second language. So it, it's hard to find like even decent writers in English. Uh, and I think we are paying like twelve cents of a dollar per word, which is not exploitative. But I think if we if we were to hire someone from say the United States, Canada, England, they will find that too little. So yeah, the, those are some yeah. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. And I I think uh, if you were to hire from other places in the world, you might also be able to find clients that are willing to pay those higher prices as well. Like sometimes having a native English speaker means you can turn around a product faster or higher quality or with fewer edits, and so. Potentially, some clients are willing to pay more for that. You could also try to find clients uh, that need this content in Spanish, where a lot of your writers' first language, I presume, is Spanish. And so, uh, you know, I think there's flexibility and opportunity there to to explore the market in different ways. Right now, I'm working with a client who's uh, two clients who are they are the same client, but they, they are two people who are from Spain. But they will have to be from Spain because people from Latin America don't have the kind of money we need in U.S. dollars. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, uh, that could be like an option that you, you choose depending on the client. Um, I, one thing I, I was going to add is a person that you could add on to your team is a, like an editor. So if if you go the route mm. of of finding someone who has all of this knowledge, um, but they're not necessarily necessarily like a, a professional writer, then you could just have this have like a person who knows. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, 
that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn jobs. I've used it myself and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Post the knowledge, write an article on a certain topic, and then the editor w- could like tweak it, revamp it a little bit, but the knowledge is already there. So the editor doesn't necessarily have to know the knowledge because the editor knows how to write. So it's kind of a common, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like it just kind of goes through the process of like, okay, let's get the knowledge down, let's get it down on paper, then let's put it through and through an editor who can who can uh, refine the article, and then it goes to be published. I love that idea. Here's another idea that could work that this kind of reminded me of. Like, what if you just had an expert, someone who knows the material, which it sounds like is really the most difficult piece of this, and you could just have them record selfie videos explaining stuff. And then you could have a ghost writer or, a, or, or just a writer like who doesn't understand the subject material, but who's really good at ghostwriting or writing from someone else's thoughts, um, craft an actual written piece of work from, from that. Um, then you get, oh yeah, that's good. You get quality writing and you get like quality thought leadership. Uh, and it, it probably a little more expensive, obviously, but you know, to pay, if you were willing to pay someone to make a half hour, not even that, a 10 minute selfie video, uh, you know, that, that could be a good investment for what, whoever's writing the content. I, I love those ideas. I will definitely be hiring an editor soon because I'm the only editor so far for our team. Uh, my, my newest hire does speak English as well as I do or even better. So she might be uh, another editor, but we definitely need like more, more uh, ed- edit, uh, people who edit in English. And I, I also love the idea of hiring someone who has the expertise to like make videos and then leaving it all up to the ghostwriters. Yeah, I actually like the ghostwriter option. Um, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think of that uh, because I do that with my business, um, and I do <laughs> yeah. that. I do that with with my clients. Like so, like some of my clients that I I work with are they have specialized knowledge. Like they they're either they're lawyers, right? They're either in the legal industry or maybe they're they're surgeons. Um, so like I don't know anything about that. Uh, not enough, not well enough to write on it. Neither are my writers. They like that would take so much work to research that topic. And so, what I actually do, and th- maybe you can work this in, is I actually have my clients. Um, and in your case, it would be somebody who already just knows this knowledge. I actually have them record a video of them just talking about this stuff. And then I take that video, and, and it's not necessarily a video that you would use for marketing purposes. Um, it, it's just a really easy way to extract the knowledge out from these people. And then you could take that video, and a writer could write an article based off the context uh, of or the content of what's said in the video. So that that's an option there. That's actually the process that I use for my own stuff. As well as my clients, like it's a lot easier for my clients to just re- record a video in ten minutes um, versus like sitting down for like an hour or two hours to write an article. Mm-hmm. So there's th- that's an option. You could do just audio too. I mean, if, if we're, I mean, video tends to be easiest because you just pull out your phone, open the camera, and hit record for sure. But yeah. if, if for whatever reason like audio is easier, you don't really need the video component of it. It's really about the content uh, that you're delivering when you're recording. It's really about just recording the the expertise and then having a quality writer take yeah. all, all the juicy expert stuff and and crafting a well-written article. I think that could really be a win for you. Yeah, uh, we do actually have like a, a different culture regarding audio in Argentina because we do use the WhatsApp a lot and the audio notes uh-huh. a lot instead of uh, like actually writing. Uh, that sounds like a good idea for, for me to do myself because I haven't been uh, giving my uh, team like the, the astrology uh, articles because they are not that familiar with astrology. And uh, mm. astrology takes years to master. So I, I could 
try I could try experimenting with that myself. And I, I could even hire like local astrologers who know who have no idea how to write in English, and they, they, we, we could make that work for sure. Oh, that's such a great idea too with the yeah. language barrier because they can record the video or the audio in Spanish, and then your writers who speak both can listen to the expertise in Spanish and write it in English. I love that. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway here is to fig is to figure out what the biggest hurdle is. Is it the knowledge or is it the writing? Um, because like, depending on which way it is, like there's there's solutions that you can you can go and, like to to do a little bit of a workaround. Uh, but I don't. It, to me, it sounds like it's it might be not. It's not. You can find writers all day long. There are writers everywhere. There's thousands of writers that can write uh, that that can write really well, but they don't know the knowledge. Like there's there's such a I think just relatively speaking, there's such a small uh, group of people that know this knowledge. So like the the I think that is your hurdle. So like let's figure out how to get past that hurdle, and and we've thrown out some ideas on on how to do a workaround with that. Because, like, to me, the writing is not a hurdle. Like, you can find writers yeah, everywhere. Yeah, there's always it's, writers. It, it's the knowledge. Virginia, are we headed in the right direction here? What's resonating? What what answers do we still have we left? I'm sorry, what questions have we left unanswered? Where should we head from here? Uh, I do love the idea of, like, hiring an expert to do, like, an audio or a video or whatever, and then having, like, a ghostwriter. Uh, be, because I, I can start doing that right now. I can talk to like an astrologer, local astrologer, mm. and they, they, they'll for sure be interested, especially if I pay them in dollars. Uh, and yeah, we can go from there from, for sure. Yeah, I love it. So so what, uh, what other questions can we help you with? Any other hurdles we can help you with? I think we've maybe offered some uh, some good options there. It sounds like you're willing to try some and we're excited to hear how that goes. Is there anything else that a sort of hurdle you're facing as you scale your business that you think we could help you with today? Uh, I, as, as time goes on, I, I'm made more and more aware of how important it is to have like a harmonious relationship with my team and like be an, an effective leader. And that that's uh, like a that's something that I never saw myself doing, and I su- I'm suddenly in this position, and I want to do it well. I don't want to mess up. I, I don't want to mess up my my work relationships with these amazing <laughs> qualified women, and I, I want to be an effective leader when I can without becoming arrogant. So maybe that will be another hurdle. Yeah, I, I'm sure Clay will. Clay has managed larger teams than I have, so he'll have some great advice. I will just plug one quick book that I'm in the middle of, and I'm not a huge Dave Ramsey fan. Uh, I I don't you know dislike him necessarily, but I think some of his advice is a little outdated in terms of the financial advice that he gives. But I stumbled on this book called Entree Leadership. Uh, which is like entrepreneurship and leadership sort of mashed together. And I'll tell you what, this book has been really, really fantastic. I, I, um, I hear from my team that I'm a good leader, so like I feel confident that I can lead a team. But, um, but man, there has just been like idea after idea after idea in this book of stuff that I could do to be a better leader and better take care of my team. So maybe I'd recommend that book to you. I'm listening to the audiobook right now. Uh, I'll be sure to link up a couple options in the show notes for people and send it to you as well, Virginia. But great, great book to start with. And then I'm sure Clay has some amazing advice for managing teams. Uh, yeah. So I, I've, I've made it. So I, are your, let me just get a real cl- clarification. Are your uh, team members, are they remote or are they local? That's an important question. It's a good one. Uh, our newest hire is uh, local, but uh, it, that means that I can have like in-person meetings with her and I know her personally, but I don't think we'll be working together. And the other ones are all located in Buenos Aires, which is the biggest city in Argentina. So they are remote. Remote. Okay. So uh, this is super relative to today's uh, <laughs> today's status with, with COVID and everything. Because it seems like uh, like every like more and more businesses are are remote, um, especially in the freelance industry. Like freelance industry has been remote forever. Um, and uh, so this is actually a really good topic because I think even after post-COVID, I think that a lot of businesses are going to stay remote because they figured out 
oh, we can actually operate as a business remotely without a whole bunch of real estate. Um, so I have managed uh, teams remotely, and I, I have some tips that I think might work. Um, one is, if you're not already doing it, is to do weekly meetings. Um, I and I don't know how often you're having meetings, but like I know some companies they they don't do them that frequently. I I wouldn't do daily because that can be a little too frequent, but like weekly is good. Um, just just to kind of uh, just always like just getting a I don't know kind of a status report of everybody, you know, and just keep it keep it. I, I have a rule, like I, I keep my meetings to an hour, but like just do weekly meetings, kind of a check-in type thing. Um, and then also if, um, I'm not sure if you're using any kind of software, but like for the more day-to-day uh, operations, like using something like Slack or or some sort of uh, software where you can c- communicate via like chat or or something like that, that's, that's better for the day-to-day. Um, and then... That's just for that's just for keeping in touch and checking in for, from the business perspective. Now, as far as like keeping um, keeping like a little bit more rapport with your team, where it's not just all about work, um, and to try to keep it more fun, is uh, I would do I would do three different things. One is give praise when when it's when it when you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to give praise yep. because it's so hard to do. Um, a lot. It, it's way harder than people think because, like, people. A lot of people think, okay, this person actually did their job uh, because that's what I pay them to do. So they think, well, that's just that's just where they need to be. But like, if they actually did a good job, like, give praise to them, um, whether it's just one on one or in front of you know your entire team on a Zoom. Um, Either way, uh, I think. I think. I think it's like so much more valuable in front of the team. There's a place for one-on-one, but like, man, people just love getting praised in front of their peers, right? Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Um, To 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 move that up a level, in addition to praise, I think giving giving your team personal gifts, um, and they don't have to be super expensive. It could be. It could be something like. uh, a pair of movie tickets or something like that. Like, you know, it's just giving gifts whenever, just every so often uh, for like just rewarding them for good work. I think that goes a long way. That's that's kind of a step up from just praise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I have is because it is more of a remote culture, it is so, I think it's so important if you can pull it off, if you can do it to do a sort of company retreat once or twice a year where where everybody comes together in one location and you're in person interacting having fun um, and you can make it like a work slash fun retreat and, and do it both um, but yeah I think I think that's kind of a that's kind of the third level up is like okay if you can afford it if you can afford to do it, Fly everybody into one location and like once a year and like get to know each other better because there's not nothing can beat in person interaction. For sure, I do like uh, the idea of team building. Uh, in witchcraft, we do have the culture of covens, and I do like the idea. For example, Sol is one of my content writers, she's a more experienced herbalist, and Andy, another content writer. He's a more experienced tarot reader. I'm the most experienced in astrology. So uh, I think uh, sharing knowledge, which is what a coven does, among other things, apart from like uh, casting spells together, will be great. I don't want to like uh, intrude, uh, like intrude in their personal lives or like act like this is not a job or like th- that toxic narrative of we're a family or whatever. So that that's why I, I didn't want to like start uh, organizing these uh, like activities, but I can definitely look t- look into it. I, I think, would oh, so go, go ahead, go ahead, no, go for it, <laughs> I, I I would say like I would actually say the opposite. I I think I think the the if you do get involved in in their personal lives, like and when I say involved, I mean just like genuinely interested. I'm not saying like interject in their personal lives, like 
But if you're genuinely are interested in their pers- what's going on in their personal life, I think that is that is a glue that continues to be sticky. Like that will that will uh, I think that will make them feel like you actually care about them. Not that you don't, but I think they'll they'll feel that even more. And also, I'm a big believer in the fact that if there are business problems. It's usually a personal problem. So, like, if somebody is not performing at at uh, uh, to the level that they're supposed to be performing, it's almost always because they have a problem personally that's that's being transferred into work. And so, like, if you and this is just my experience, like, I swear, ninety five percent of the time, that's what it is. And so. Like for example, uh, one of my employees uh, was missing deadlines, and I'm like, "Dude, what is going on? Why are you missing these deadlines?" Instead of like, instead of like scolding at him, be like, uh, "If you miss another deadline, you're fired." Um, I genuinely asked. I said, "Hey, what's going on? Like, what is there anything going on in your life? Like, can you just kind of tell me? Like, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, because it is a personal thing. But you know, I'm here to help if if I can help you, and it's within my power." And that's where he kind of opened up. He's like, um, yeah, you know, like uh, me and my girlfriend are going through some stuff and things like that. And so I basically, uh, what I did, you don't have to do this, but I paid for them to go out on a date. Like I paid for a date. I paid for dinner. I paid for them to go to the movies or or do whatever they want. Um, and because of that, that helped him personally and then he started performing at work again. And so I think I think getting involved, just, just being genuinely interested in their personal lives, um, I think that will help you. I agree. If if you treat people like they're just cogs in a machine, then they will just do the job like it's just a job and they're not part of a team or or part of something bigger than themselves. But if you treat people like you would want to be treated, uh you know, if you were working for someone, then you'll find that they they care about the work that they're doing. They care about being part of your team. They, you know, they do better work. Like I love, I love all this stuff Clay is saying about really connecting with them as a person. In this book, I was telling you about. Uh, he said he started doing this thing where each employee sends like a, uh, a report every week of highs and lows. And he thought when they first started it that the employees were just going to share like the work highs and lows, <laughs> you know? But they started sharing like a lot of personal stuff too. Like, you know, I, I went through a divorce this week or like what, whatever it might be. Um, and, and he said that kind of personal insight helped his team really bond because he could help address personal problems or he could sympathize or he could, you know, just little things, sending flowers when there's a funeral or like even just, you know, if your business financially isn't quite there yet, even just a a kind note uh, over email when something happens, you know, it's just about like showing that you care about the people that you work with. And they will in turn care about the work that they do with you. Uh, and, and you just have to remember that people are, are people, you know, and they're not just parts of a business machine. And, and so you need to treat them like people. And for me, if you can just remember that, like that pays off and guides all of your leadership decisions. You end up, you know, um, being open about your business with them. You end up potentially sharing profits. Uh, you end up, paying them what they really deserve. You end up just being a a good boss who's not like rude and demanding and um, people end up liking you because of it. And there's just like so much that pays off if you can just treat people like you want to be treated and treat them like human beings because they are. Like that just filters down into so many pieces of leadership. I think I've, I've just been so afraid of being like too nosy or intruding too much in their personal and private lives. Uh, their spiritual lives are also, uh, everyone's spiritual life is very personal. And I don't want them to feel like I'm imposing my own beliefs on them. Uh, so so yeah. that, that, that's been keeping me from like maybe having those sort of, those sort of je- gestures, even though the mm. social media, media manager was my friend before we started and she still is. And I became close friends with one of the content writers and I maybe 
would have these kind of gestures to them as friends. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely need to rethink like my relationship uh, with them as uh, I don't want to call them employees, but yeah, members of the team. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to be careful though about um, when I say genuinely be interested. Like uh, you got to listen first and like not give unsolicited yeah. advice. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Like, and that, that's just a general advice for anybody listening. You know what I mean? It's like just. You know, you could you could say like, "Oh, hey, how are things going on?" Or like, um, or just just ge- just ask general questions. Like, don't and then I, don't give like any kind of advice unless they ask for it. Um, I, I think that's just, I think I don't know. I think that's the general consensus consensus of like what people want. Uh, some people just want just want you to listen. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I think if you start with things that are happening in your life or things that are personal to you that you're willing to share, they'll open up as well. And you can just talk about them. Like I've talked about with my team, I've talked about religion, I've talked about um, parenting and family relationships. Like we talk about all that stuff, but I haven't like preached to them or I haven't tried to change their minds on anything. We've just had great conversations about things that are important to us. And in my opinion, like the stuff that's most important to you should be the stuff that's easiest to talk about. I know it's not always that way, but if you can be more, uh, I guess, um, less less preachy and just more like Clay's saying, like listening and sharing stuff that's important to you, then your team, I think, will open up as well. And you'll find that you're building friendships. I, I feel like I'm friends with all the members of my team because, yeah, we get lots of work done and we mostly talk about business 90% of the time. But that other 10% is really enjoyable when we talk about each other's families or religions or whatever it might be. So I, I think there's just that component of like, again, treating people like human beings. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and the piece of advice that Clay gave, uh, don't give unsolicited advice. It's a pretty common one, but I, I, I think we all need daily, <laughs> daily reminders, especially when oh, it comes sure. to, to spirituality. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm the worst. I I would argue I'm the worst at it, especially with my wife. Like, I, I've gotten to the point where if my wife is saying something, <laughs> I I will literally say, "Is this a moment where you're asking for my advice, or is this like one of those uh-huh. moments where I just need to listen?" <laughs> like, I will ask my wife that. Oh, me and, too. that is like such a winning question in a marriage, it is. especially it is. a man in the marriage, right? The trying to fix things all the time. Oh uh, yeah, because like I genuinely don't know. All, all the time, and I'm like, and I think to myself, is this a listening uh, opportunity, or like, should I give, or should I try to fix this? And yeah. so I'm just like, I'm just gonna ask her, and she appreciates that too. So, anyways, that's kind of off off the topic. There. I mean, I think it's similar though with your team members. Like sometimes they just, sometimes they're not looking, you know, for your advice on spirituality necessarily. They just wanted to tell you like what they did over the weekend, and it happened yeah. to involve something spiritual, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just listening and and um, loving people for who they are and what they do, and not trying to change people necessarily unless they ask for help in changing. Like, there's just you you treat you treat people on your team like you would treat a good friend. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're in trouble, yeah, you can try to help them. But other than that, like, you don't you don't just outright preach to them and try to change them. And I don't know. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent, Virginia. I think I think this has been. Uh, I think this has been a fun conversation. Two things that we haven't talked about a lot, so I appreciate you bringing those up. Here in the last couple minutes, is there any last-minute questions we can answer for you? Yeah, we are launching our first product really soon, and it's new territory for us. So if you have a few quick tips for that, it's a journal that's kind of like meshed with a study guide on crystals. So quick tips on how to sell more. Yeah, or or even sell at all, <laughs> because yeah. we we've only been selling like <laughs> our writing so far. Yeah, I a couple tips that I can give is one, hit up your current audience. Mm-hmm. Um, even and and when I say that, I like you could do all the things. You can post on social media. You can send it out to your email list. Like, but what I mean by by hitting your current audience is, is sending individual messages to the people that you think are highly likely to buy. 
And so I would first put together a little like target list of like who who in my audience that I know would would actually like this and would buy it and then hit them up individually with either an individual email or or a Facebook message or a text message or whatever not don't do it in bulk just hit them up individually um i i'd say that's that's a really good way uh for for a product launch and then um the other idea i have is if you know any other people um that are in your that would that have an influence over a group of people that would buy this, I would try to strike up a conversation with the, with that person or people that, that, that they can help promote or maybe do some sort of affiliate kind of thing. Thanks. Uh, the, the, the key seems to be uh, building like solid relationships with clients, with potential like uh, influencers and uh, most of all with the team because you can replace... Uh, I can replace SEMrush or whatever or WordPress, but I, I cannot replace a good team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's very well on. said. Well, Virginia, I think it's it's been a pleasure for us. Hopefully this call has been helpful for you as well. We appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. You've given me so much food, uh, food for thought and I, I will definitely reflect on all of this. Thanks. Well, great. Yeah, we'd love to catch up with you in a little while and see how everything goes. For sure. Yeah. Great. Well, in the meantime, on. yeah. In the meantime, good luck and uh, and take care. Thanks. You too. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify. Visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya. See ya.